Hello and welcome to the first of the Mandalorian review episodes. I'm your host Johnny Orm and today we're going to talk about chapter one of the Disney Plus streaming show The Mandalorian. But first... Remember, you can visit the blog at mystarswarslifebit.tk. You can follow us on Facebook. Join our group at facebook.com forward slash lifedebtblogpod. Follow me on Twitter at bloodyorme, B-L-O-O-D-Y-O-R-M-E. I'm also on Tumblr, um, mystarswarslifedebt.tumblr.com. And if you would like to contribute to the blog and podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash mystarswarslifedebt. And there are a couple of tiers on there for you to choose from. And if you'd like to hear yourself on the show or uh, hear your words read out on the show, then email lifedebtpodcast at outlook.com. And now, let's talk about The Mandalorian. I've seen it. I've totally seen it. And it's nuts. This is my immediate reaction. What I'll do is, um, so immediate reaction, and then I'll talk about it in a bit. In a much longer form oh my god that was amazing um I, I can't actually believe what i watched um it just it's so star wars you can't it is this is it's star wars um i mean like, like the whole nick nick nolte as the ugnaught ql like never thought that I was kind of like, oh, that's just going to be, you know, it's going to be a um, kind of a stunt casting. It really isn't. Like, there's a real character there, and Nick Nolte plays it really well. Um, IG-11, fun, amazing. Love Taika Waititi doing the voice. Um, it, it looks, it feels, it sounds Star Wars. There's, there's no doubt about it whatsoever, and um, you've got to watch it. No matter how you watch it, you've got to, got to watch it. Um, I, I can't even talk about it um, at this point, just because I can't vocalise it. But there are things in there that have changed Star Wars forever. And it's nuts. Utterly, utterly nuts. Oh, wow. Just wow. I can't wait to watch it again. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm going to put a pin in it because I'm not really going to say much more than this at this point um, when I've kind of had a time to digest but wow just wow um, if this is if every episode kind of keeps this standard then it's going to probably be one of the best season series on TV and I'm not just saying like it's Star Wars it could be better than Stranger Things for me um and that's like my favourite show ever. So, 
yeah, there we go. Um, put a pin in it now, and I'll be talking about it in again in just in a second, in a more calm and collected manner. <laughs> okay, I've had some time to uh, sit back and relax and think about what I've just watched. Um, so, what really was surprising for me was that a lot of what we've seen in the trailers, um, especially like the IG-11 stuff, was all was in this episode. And like, QL, is that his name? QL, QL, the uh, Nick Nolte, Ugnaught. Um, like he has a substantial role in this episode with the Blurgs. Um, I mean, like the 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 bit with Grief Carga Cargill uh, that was in the um, celebration footage that was in this episode. Um, one of the meetings with um, Werner Herzog's character was in this episode. So there was quite a bit from this episode that we, that we've seen in the trailers. Um, stuff with the ATSTs, weird stuff on the farm, right where they're training, where and where that character is trying to take his helmet off. That wasn't in it. Um, and like the bit with the uh, carbon freeze chamber and the razor crest, you know, that was in it. Um, and all the stuff from that bar where he drags the quarren through the door. Again, this episode. Um, so they're really trying to play it close to the chest, I think. Which I think has been good. Definitely worth it. Um, so it starts out and he's, he's going to that bar, this bar and he ends up in a fight with some of the um, patrons who are fighting another guy. Or trying to like mutilate him for some, to get some, because he was an alien and like something about him could be worth a lot of money so they were going to like chop his gilt glands off or something and sell them on the black market but in walks the mando gets into a fight knocks out the assailants slices the quarry in half with the door and then goes to the guy that they were uh, going to slice up and it turns out he's the bounty so he takes him he says right i'll take you alive or dead you know so he takes him and he goes willingly. They go to the Razor Crest after an attack by some sort of mega uh, alien steel warus thing. Um, and the his mark was is like he needs to go and uh, you know use the toilet in whatever fashion his race does. And the Mando puts him in carbon freeze, takes him to the planet where Grief Cargo Cargill is, and. Um, they unload like a load of his a load of his bounties pays him up uh, he doesn't want to take them take it in imperial credits he takes it in uh, moncal currency um but you can only pay him in half in that um and he gets you know he tries to get a, a more work um and you know there's not a lot well there's a lot but it's low paying work and he wants something that's high paying so he sends him to Werner Herzog's character um where he has the showdown with all the storm you know like the kind of the standoff with the stormtroopers gets the um 
you get uh, the contract for the bounty and a down payment, which was in Beskar Steel. Uh, he goes to um, a Mandalorian blacksmith who, with with the down payment, and she crafts him a new pauldron. And it turns out all the stuff we saw for, of the man, like from the last one of the last trailers. Um, where there was that young kid in like the red cloak and all the people running around in red cloaks that was uh, that kid is the Mandalorian um, you know so fan theory was right on that one um, so he goes off to it looks like Tatooine um, I believe it's Tatooine where um, he meets Q-Lil Q-Will and he's attacked by a couple of blurgs and then Q-Will tasers him knocks him out and says that he will take him um, uh, to this place where the bounty is and so he, he takes him there and Mandalorian's about to kind of go in and he notices uh, a bounty hunter droid and he's like oh great so the bounty hunter droid basically tries to get all these thugs to stand down and the mandalorian comes along and the two of them say that they decide they're going to work together because they're in the middle of a firefight um then they get cornered and ig11 keeps wanting to put the turn switch on his self-destruct mandalorian tells him not to <laughs> i'm going to uh, activate his self-destruct don't do it don't do it so um in the end, you know, the Mandalorian gets control of this, uh, of like a heavy repeater blaster. IG-11 covers him, gets blasted, but he's going to be okay. Mando takes it, um, takes everyone down using the giant blaster cannon. They go into the building, they kill one last person, and they find the bounty is in a... Um, it's like this, it's like a crib, essentially. And the Mandalorian's pretty confused because he was told that this thing was about 50 years old. You know, the bounty's 50 years old. And they open it up, and inside is um, an alien, which is the same species of Yoda as Yoda. And it's a baby. Um, now, the IG-11, its directive was to kill the baby and then bring it bring it in but the Mandalorian said no 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 they said they wanted it alive so as IG-11's about to kill the child the Mandalorian kills IG-11 and then stands there looking at this child um, and he puts his he holds his hand out slightly and in the final shot you just see the little baby Yoda creature lift its hand up reaching up towards the mandalorian and then it cuts to the credits and oh my god <laughs> so so good um i think i held that together pretty well um i mean there's a there's enough this episode has action it's got adventure it's got drama um it's got humour. You know, this it has everything that you want 
in a Star Wars um, project. Um, I absolutely love the... I'd loved it all. I really loved it all. Um, I really feel like, you know, Favreau has written something absolutely brilliant here. Um, He's absolutely nailed it. Um, Honestly, it kind of feels surprising, almost. Uh, Because you just didn't... I didn't expect anything like this and they've done such a great job I couldn't I couldn't believe it and like Dave Filoni's directing Dave Filoni spot on man um you know the the writing the directing the acting is fantastic you know we only I mean all the characters that we've been kind of introduced to yes we see the Mandalorian we see Werner Herzog we see Grief Cargill um and QL QL QLE I'm not sure but Nick Nolte Nort or Ugnolte yeah let's go with Ugnolte um you know you know we get to see just about everyone apart from Cara Dune um and I'm sure she'll be cropping up in the next few episodes anyway um you know there's so much like the you know a lot of there's a lot of CGI, of course, but it doesn't feel like it's all CGI. It feels like everything's, pra- it feels very practical. I think IG Eleven is mostly practical, apart from when he's like moving a lot, or you know if he isn't real. If you like for the majority of the time it's not real, then they've done a cracking job on that CGI. Um, the story is engaging. Like, we don't know anything about the Mandalorian, the character, apart from he was a kid uh, during uh, some sort of battle on his home planet, whether that's Mandalore or one of the planets that Mandalore is, it rules over. We don't know. He's called a Mandalorian, but um, I don't think, like, Sabine Wren was classed as a Mandalorian, but her family wasn't didn't live on Mandalore itself um I think you know we're going to find out more about his history as this series goes on uh, I think it's really cool that there was the Mandalorian blacksmith as well like that just adds another layer like something's obviously happened that has made Mandalore it's kind of like moved the Mandalorians away from their home planet and we don't know what that is the last thing chronologically we've seen of Mandalore was uh, in Rebel Season 4 so and there's been what set five it's like one year between so Rebels to a New Hope that's one, so four, if you look to Empire Strikes Back, five, so ten years, it's been ten years since, um, the, in, in chronologically, since the season premiere of season four of, um, Rebels, and a lot could happen in that time, 
Um, so I find it, I'm interested to see why there's like a Mandalorian uh, blacksmith on this planet. Um, it's, it feels like there's a lot of ritual that goes into the building of the uh, armor for for the Mandalorian character. Um, I think that's pretty cool as well. The fact that like, you know, something, even though this they're probably trying to keep the old traditions going um which i think is really interesting and well worth seeing um uh, oh god that was so much the razor crest is a lovely ship i really like it um even in like the first episode we've been to three planets already as well, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, like, in a Star Wars movie, you normally hit about three planets, maybe. Possibly four, unless you're doing uh, Revenge of the Sith, Order 66 kind of um, sequence. But, you know, normally there's about three to four main planets, give or take. Uh, so we've hit three planets already. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Um Oh, what else? Like, so much. Just so much amazing. <laughs> the fact that the Mandalorian gets out of his... Goes out of the cockpit when he's trying to lift off. And uses his taser blaster... To tase the giant warus monster... Into letting go of the Razor Crest. It's probably a hilarious moment. Definitely a hilarious moment. Um, and completely unexpected. Um, the the action is phenomenal. Like the fire, like there's the firefight in the bar, and that work. It's like quick, wham bam, done. Guy gets chopped in half. It it worked. It was brutal, and it worked. And then we get the firefight at the end um, between Mando, the Mando, um, IG Eleven, and this gang, and just wow like it's different it's like you know normally you watch a pilot and it's like you know it's a pilot because it just doesn't it doesn't feel it feels a bit schlocky like it's really rudimentary not this one this one just is looks perfect from every angle um and it was a joy to watch absolute joy and I'm gonna watch it again pretty soon I'm like I'm gonna nail that again if if it, it was 40 minutes and the 40 minutes went by so quickly um it's that enjoyable like it doesn't feel like I'm sat watching nearly an hour of television like it flew by for me I was having so much fun with it I absolutely loved every second and as I said in the segment before if this is, you know, th- this is like the quality that I've, I'm going to expect now, because it is so good. It it looks so good. It feels so good. It's written so well, directed beautifully, and you know they've got a lot to live up to if this is what that we're getting in our first episode. Um. So yeah, there we go. Um. I can't wait for Friday to see the next episode. 
there will definitely be a new episode up on Friday night, Saturday morning to talk about The Mandalorian as well, to, to talk about that episode. Um, and come on, guys. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your thoughts on The Mandalorian. All of you. Um, get them in to lifedebtpodcast.outlook.com uh, and... Um, yeah, let's talk The Mandalorian uh, on Saturday. Um, hopefully I'll still have content for next week. But, you know, I've, I definitely felt like I had to get, get it out there after watching that. And I did. So, yeah, there we go. Right. Put a pin in it. And I'll be back Friday night, Saturday morning. And before we go, remember you can follow the blog and podcast at mystarwarslifedebt.wordpress.com you can follow the follow our shenanigans at uh, facebook.com forward slash lifedebtblogpod you can also follow me on twitter at bloodyorn b-l-o-o-d-y-o-r-m-e you can also find us on tumblr mystarwarslifedebt.tumblr.com and if you would like to contribute to the upkeep of the blog and podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Uh There are two tiers for you to choose from, and all contributions are greatly appreciated. And if you would like to hear yourself or your words read out on the podcast, then please uh, email me at lifedebtpodcast.outlook.com. And if you could take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show that would also be greatly appreciated because all ratings and reviews greatly help uh get the word out there about the podcast and the blog um so yeah that's it for this week and punch it chewy and one last thing before we go i would like to thank our patreon members at the journey to life debt celebration tier so thank you very much to uh, patreon becky and anthony for their contributions to this tier and uh, may the force be with you both